Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The shutdown full cast. That was the shutdown full cast theme, as played by Holly Anderson live, live on a recorder. It's a beautiful instrument. It's definitely an instrument. Welcome. Hope y'all got headphones in. Welcome to the internet's only college football podcast. Definitely the only one introing live with the recorder. After, yeah, we did. After, we, after that blast of sound, we might be the only one left. Just blasted them all right off the airwaves. Yeah, like Gabriel's horn, just just <laughs> t- calling them all, calling them all home. Gabriel's Get recorder. Godfrey. Gabriel never had a recorder, and that's why sin still exists in this world. All mm-hmm. right, because if he'd had a recorder, would have wiped it clean, buddy. Mm-hmm. We are going to go over quite a bit today because not a lot happened, but the things that happened were very large. <laughs> is that is that the way we want to put it? Uh, when you say happened, what 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 does that mean? I do feel like a number of things happened to us personally. That's, that's true, but I'm more referring to this that on Championship Weekend. There are several large iceberg piece or iceberg sized pieces of football that happen, right? right. Big, b- big old chunks. And then after that, everybody sends up party invites. That's it. There's like, what happens? 
it's an event where there are eight fist fights, and then afterwards, everyone hands each other cards. Like, oh, oh, cool. I'm be- I'm going to Cincinnati. That's delightful. And if you are angling for a mid-tier SEC party, that can also be a fist fight, as we discovered when Tennessee, Mississippi State, and Kentucky could not quite come to agreements on which bowl each would be attending, providing this year. Every Selection Sunday, like it's always sort of a, a, a big shuffling uh, spreadsheet of logistics that plays out. You know, on, on, It's most visible on Twitter. Um, but there's always one of these things where the transactions aren't quite lining up. And this year, it happened to all revolve around the Gator Bowl. Sure. Which is not really the thing you want things revolving around. The grandnephew twice removed of them all. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't really have enough gravity for things to revolve around it, I don't think. It's Tennessee. We don't believe in gravity. Oh, that's true. Do you think you could explain everything that happened around that in like two minutes? No. Jason uh, probably could. That's, that's what I'm, yeah. Okay. As I understand it, the one sentence version is Tennessee couldn't quite make up its mind whether it wanted to go to the Gator Bowl or not. Oh, Which, we're so, listen, we were unprepared because it's supposed to be a 3-1 team. Well, I mean, if someone asked me, do I want to go to the Gator Bowl? I too cannot make up my mind. You know, I would say, eh. You know, so I, I, I sympathize with, with Tennessee here. This is perhaps the most relatable they've been all season, you're right. Yeah, if someone says you want to go to Jacksonville, do you say yes? I don't think you do. Oof. I think not, there's not even a no. It's just like, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> Why would I what do that? You, what is a bowl? <laughs> Yeah, the Tennessee fan is rediscovering bowl season, right? Yeah, this again is an illustration of a through line in college football, a theme extending through every single cell, fiber, hair, muscle, piece of tissue, everything. Gross. Every every bone. Bodies are gross. Is every part saying? of this cultural body. You talking every, about the Matrix, fella? We are. I'm Neo, and guess what? I'm dodging Gator Bowl invites. I love the word Neo said in a Southern accent. Neo! The mage, the Matrix, but Southern. Neo? Neo? <laughs> the, the Hilljack version of the Matrix would be incredible. Hey, pal, you're the Uno. That's who you are. My mom asked me the other day what a Hilljack was, and I still can't tell if she's fucking with me. She's mm. absolutely fucking with me, right? I believe that term actually started in West Virginia, so yes. As soon as I cut that movie on, I knew who the bad guys was because they was the computers. I don't trust them things. (laughs) And the computers and the shrimp. (laughs) So so they put you in one of these little tubs. You know, it's like them paraffin wax things that they used to sell on QVC, but you put your whole body in there and it turns you into a battery. So you're in there and you're brining. A bayou battery. They want to brine you for about 30 years and then they (laughs) pop you out. Once, once you're once you're good and cured, you're, you're pumped full of salt. But I like the part with all the guns, though. That was pretty good, right? I like the part where he could just learn kung fu by by plugging into a machine. You know what I'd learn if I could do that? Don't lie, Nothing. don't joke. Origami. I could do a crane, but everything else is kind of past me. I could just plug it in. Boom! I could be making all kinds of exotic birds out of business cards. I'd build an origami crane, except like. Not a bird, except like one of them things that builds buildings, right? 
I'd build an origami crane that would build me a building full of guns. See, the Matrix, the Hilljack version. It's all it's all we need to make. Well, that and, you know, a college football podcast. The one you came here to listen to. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, gotta get on that, man. So, bowl season, point being, it's like everything else in this sport. You think there's a central authority, and as it turns out, it's just a bunch of people calling other people going, oh, no, we'll give you some money if you'll come to Albuquerque. <laughs> Does that sound good? You want to just come play a game? It's not going to mean anything. Because remember, bowls used to be, prior to, I think, the invention of modern football, they just used to be vacations, just exhibitions. We we would have already picked a national champion, right? In right. December, like, like after this round of games, which did not exist back then, we would have picked a, a champion like what, by December 3rd? If we're talking 1950s football, 1950s college football, then uh, we would have had a there would have been no conference title games. So there would have been a champion basically right after Thanksgiving and then bowls would happen. No one would care at all. Um, And in addition, some of those bowl trips would have been picked before Thanksgiving. Yeah, like that's how little they cared about these things. And then they would match up like number one versus number two. And everyone would kind of think like you get a little spark like, is this a. Is this like a, is this like a Super Bowl kind of thing? No, no, we're just having fun. Doesn't matter at all. But we'll claim it anyway. Yeah, you just kind of eyeballed it, right? And then everybody, you eyeballed it, and then everybody went to a very primitive understanding of a vacation location, right? Places where, you know, the bar for vacation now is pretty high. You have to have is things. It? There have to be facilities. There, okay, for people who aren't cheap broke ass people like us right the bar for vacation is pretty high right they say oh well you gotta have a you gotta have you know good places to eat you gotta have decent weather there have to be attractions not just for the kids but for us for all ages as it were back in the 50s and the 60s this was the list of requirements for a vacation place it's not my house (laughs) Maybe there was one natural thing, one natural attraction that they could go to. Maybe the weather was just warm. I didn't say it had to be good. It just had to be warm, right? They had bowl games in Texas. They're like, let's go to the Cotton Bowl, Dallas. What was the weather? It's usually about like 40 and icy and rainy. Was it better than New Jersey? Yeah, it was better than Jersey. Thus, Dallas was a warm weather destination. (laughs) The 1950s vacation is like, we're going to a hot springs in Arkansas. And what are we going to do? We're going to eat at a diner. Right. We're going to stay at a hotel. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to stay at a hotel. And dad's going to smoke on the porch. And mom, mom's going to read. And she'll smoke inside. Later, they'll switch positions. And dad will smoke inside. And mom will smoke outside. Kids will love it. Cancel! It's great! I took the kids to Dubuque? Man! That town's got something. They got a diner. They got a diner? They uh, took the kids to a... uh, What do you call it? A zoo? No, it's not a zoo. I took the kids to a lost luggage place? (laughs) This is great! Like, that was... You know, Pasadena was... We sat and watched the trains! Pasadena was a resort town. Right? And Pasadena's not near the ocean, y'all. 
Like a resort, the idea of the resort, they didn't have the golf course then. The idea of the resort was to just go someplace quiet where there wasn't poop on the street. Not too much, anyway. Pasadena, slightly less poop on the street than the rest of your life. Well, only until they started inviting the Budweiser Clydesdales to the parade. Exactly. And Paula Dean. <laughs> oh, gosh. Paula Dean and Goofy have the same voice. Go listen. It's absolutely <laughs> both true. noted street shitters. Yes, both, both notably incontinent people. Goofy and Paula Dean. Not legally actionable because that's satire. So we have questions about bowls that the readers have submitted. Jason, before we do that, um, time to do a little podcast business? Yeah, well, heck, why not? In honor Couple shout of shout outs. Your playoff rankings number one, LSU Tigers. It's time for some podcast. Holly, do you, Holly, do you know how to play neck on the, the recorder? No. <laughs> that sounded perfect. I just I just tried podcast business and I got it backwards, so I'm going to go with no. That, that was in a minor key. <laughs> podcast business. What's up business? Okay. No, no that that's getting there. I like the minor key one. That feels like the podcast has bad news. Podcast podcast business. Bad news, guys. We're going to record again tomorrow. No! And you're going to have to listen to it. There's going to be another episode. No! Sorry, everyone. So uh, we did a handful of things around Selection Sunday. Um, we did one on five ways to improve Selection Sunday. Selection Sunday is over, but it would have been much better if they took ideas from... Uh, Alex, Richard, Godfrey, uh, someone named Ryan Nanny. I think that's our producer uh, and mm. myself, such as Godfrey's idea to turn the whole thing into a big WWE brawl. Um, Alex updated a post that we swore we would not have to update this uh, this time around. Every year, Ohio State is the playoffs biggest controversy. 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18. We thought that was the end of Ohio State being the biggest playoff controversy every single year. Nope. Them getting bumped down to number two was this year's biggest controversy. I don't know how they do it. They're amazing. Consistency is a virtue. <laughs> uh, and also, I put up a thing that I'm going to be tinkering with. I- I've been messing with it for about a month, and I'm going to continue tinkering with it through bowl season, every bowl's weirdest game ever. It is a very large blog uh, with a morsel of history on every current bowl game from the uh, the ancient Hawaii bowls where... Uh, I forget which team it was. I'm not looking at it right now. They went to Hawaii and played two different games in December. Uh, this was the Denver Pioneers, in fact. They had a 2-7-1 record, went to Honolulu for two bowl games, beat a high school team on Christmas, and lost to the Rainbows on New Year's Day. Uh, just tons and tons and tons of stuff like that. All throughout old stuff, new stuff, uh, up to you know Kansas State, the time they went to the Pinstripe Bowl and lost because they saluted military personnel in the stands um you know ball season is great and i'm sure we will get a few things that i can pop in as updates that will be even weirder than some of the stuff in this thing um the sun bowl i have a high degree of confidence something weird will happen because something weird always happens putting this together led me to the conclusion that the sun bowl is our greatest bowl our most demented bowl um even you know the thing that our podcast readers always ask Spencer about, about the 2012 game. I don't even know if that's a top 10 weird thing that has happened in this bowl. No. Um, you know, you have a 12 interceptions game. 
you have Kyle Orton throwing 74 passes and completing 45% of them. <laughs> Joe Tiller didn't retire. Joe Tiller <laughs> went to the Sun Bowl and he never came back. Just disappeared. The dream. Yeah. You have the Southwestern Pirates defeating the National Autonomous University of Mexico Pumas. A game in which the Pumas. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank the you Pumas. <laughs> the Pumas put together negative twenty-five yards per pass completion. I don't know how that's possible. That's what you. That's what. That's what like you and I would do if they put us at receiver and quarterback, right? Right. Without flee. ever having put. Right. <laughs> yeah, just flee, flee or here, take it, and then I. <laughs> Run back, like run backwards, three yard loss. Three. Pretty soon we're at negative twenty five. There, that's how it goes. I think the question is: so if if you and I, if they put us out there at wide receiver, you know, we're facing, say we're facing Ohio State or something. Ohio State's nowhere near the Sun Bowl, but just for the purposes of ex- the exercise, um, they're out there at wide receiver, catch the screen pass. How far can you flee before you get tackled? Like how far backwards can you run? Ooh. <laughs> can you make it ten entire yards before they hunt you down? I don't. I don't think I could. No, Which no, football no. Field can we borrow to try this out though? I'm going like, the like length. it would be difficult the, to lose twenty yards. I'm going the length of my body, so I'm going to go about two yards. You're just yeah, going to lay down like the right. You're going with the Ryan Mallet, right? You're going to just fall. I'm going to fall like many a yards. Tr- that gonna, is, yeah, because honestly, it would take. You're just going to fair catch the screen. They would take. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do. I'll do what innovative old Miss players would probably try in a pressure situation. I would try to fair catch the screen and. It would take real agility for me to lose 10 yards, right? (laughs) It does. Like when you like, this is actually an interesting point because when you see 23 yard loss, a player who knows they're slow as hell and have no moves whatsoever, they're going to keep it to your safe three yard losses, right? A player who's back there losing 20 at one point in his life, he was the most agile person on the field, right? Sure. Yeah. Not anymore. No. <laughs> or or if they are, they're just the most agile person with terrible judgment. Could be the case. Uh, have we any other business at this time? None that I know of other than com is, of course, your one-stop shop for everything college football community, podcasts, articles, deep dives, shallow dives, extremely silly dives. All this forms. podcast is a constant shallow dive. It is this yeah. con- newsletters. This- newsletters. Thank you. Tomorrow's uh, is but hopefully you, dear podcast reader, have participated. And in fact, uh, Alex is running our annual bowl watchability rankings, uh, in which we will assess games on a score of one through five by watchabilityness. I'm guessing Pitt EMU will not rate as the top most watchable game, but that's only because we know everyone will be watching it anyway. Watchabilitude. So, uh, with that, speaking of our podcast, Dear Readers, we asked for hot takes and bowl predictions from them uh, on some of these games now that we know the field. Um, we could just sort of go through these in order. I, this one from Wes Sparkmon on Twitter. BVP award winner. Let's go back to our previous episode. Callback. Lynn Bowden Jr. runs so much versus Virginia Tech. Bud Foster gives him his final lunchbox. Show of respect you got on the a heart, way out. Kid. <laughs> oh man, oh man, this is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. He hands Lynn Bowden the lunchbox. You guard heart, kid. Lynn Bowden looks down at the lunchbox. You pan down to the lunchbox. You pan back up, and he's got a cool hat, and he's on a boat. 
Bud Foster, by the way, keeps a tall boy in that thing. That's what Lynn Bowden would find. I thought we there. decided it was a smaller lunchbox. No, I think so, it's a tall. I think it's just one tall boy that he immediately cracks in the locker room after every win. Respect. When the hat appears on Lynn Bowden's head, it's like a Bud Foster type hat, right? Like a, a baseball cap from 1984. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he has to have a goatee, too. He has to have the Bud goatee. Sure, yeah. Made a sham- Every item of clothing he's wearing is made of chambray. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, why do I get the urge to hunt all of a sudden? Oh, cool. All my clothes are older than me now. Kentuckiana Jones. <laughs> Just Kentucky Jones. It's already a state. Kentucky Kentucky Jones. And there should be, God, let there be a player one day who plays for the Kentucky Wildcats whose name is Kentucky Jones. What would be the best state's Jones? The best Kentucky Jones is a real strong leader. <laughs> I don't know, man. Utah Jones. Utah Jones almost that's like almost to, man, <laughs> there's a lot of archaeology South in Utah. South Dakota Jones. <laughs> Vermont I want, Jones. I want. Hold. It's pronounced Vermont. Ver- <laughs> you never know what those people. I think Arkansas Jones is pretty strong. <laughs> Ooh, Arkansas Jones knocked up my mama. <laughs> and on the play, that's South Carolina Jones. Raiders of the Lost Arkansas. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> man, listen. We don't want to make jokes at those people's expense right now. That don't belongs in a things. museum. You mean you mean the Ripley's Believe It or Not in Branson? I absolutely do. Uh, I would I would like to take uh, the next one, if I may, from uh, at William Mosher, which was Bama sets a record for players sitting out a bowl game, comma still beats Michigan. Alabama and Michigan have to play a, a football game, y'all. Oh, is it a really good one, like a playoff game? Sure. Hmm. I mean, it's 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 a play off uh, from the playoff. It's it's several plays off from the playoff. They will so Many. they will play and then they will be off for the for the off season. Interesting. Interesting. They can just kick it and they could just relax. But if they uh, kick it, they'll bonk the ball off of something. And- in front mm-hmm. of not you know, like the if they kick it it will fail yeah sensitive word hey when do you get the chance to go to orlando on january 1st and just hang out with your friends your good friends who are not playing for alabama that would be no one will suit up is anybody actually i know that this is them doing it in on mass is a fairly new phenomenon has anybody kept a record of the most uh, the most players to sit at a bowl game for a given team. Do we have that? It's been a handful. I say, do we have that? Like we have producers. <laughs> I'm, 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 sig- I'm, I'm signaling over to my right, to the like booth. off stage. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm waving my yeah. finger at them. Like, bring me this, bring me the paper with that information on it. Bring me the folio. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess it's around four, something like that. I, I think I, I remember three. Yeah, because Mich- this is ironic because if Alabama has that many people sitting out then Michigan might be able to do to Alabama what Florida managed to do to Michigan last year, which was take a team that was shorthanded and missing many of their best players due to the NFL draft and beat them soundly on national TV and feel really good about it, even though... Oh, you're going to talk all offseason about how you didn't want to be in this bowl game anyway? Congratulations, Bama. Yeah, Georgia. Ooh. Damn. So Spencer, once the next Peach Bowl happens, are you still going to keep talking about the previous Peach Bowl? 
for the rest of my life. Oh, okay. God. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to. You know, Jason, I was about to cuss you, but you know what? Thank you for that warning. I'm well, going to go. I'm it's just go. good to know what we're getting into. No, no, you're absolutely right. I think I'm going to go to the Peach Bowl, actually. I'm going to go to the semifinal, and I'm just going to yell, like, Felipe did better! <laughs> just walk around in gator regalia. Yeah. <laughs> with the, He's still king of this shit! Felipe's not mother humpers. <laughs> Y'all, I'm the king of the Peach Bowl! So how many how many Bama players sitting out would it take for you to actually bet on Michigan here? Not that many. Really? Yeah, not that many, especially if... Um, it depends because Alabama's had some injury issues. Uh-huh. So you know, do they recover some players and get some players back who've been injured? Usually. Yeah, a couple. I'm going to go this. I think if I think if you have four starters sit out, four is bad for anybody. I don't, I don't care who you are. So if Alabama has four starters sit out, then they're in trouble. Huh. I could see it going either way. Like... I've seen every, this was probably the thing our readers of this podcast sent us the most takes about because like it could go, we've, we've seen the disinterested uh, top tier team in a low tier bowl before. We've also seen the very pissed off top tier team in a low tier mm. bowl before. The last time Bama was down in this region, of course, they played Michigan State in the most disgusting football game I've ever seen. And, and, and wanna... not disgusting in terms of poorly played, disgusting in terms of I hope they stop playing very soon. Yeah. I don't want to jump to any conclusions here, but look, two species separated by 65 million years of evolution have just suddenly been thrown back into the mix together. <laughs> How can we possibly have the slightest idea what to expect? Michigan is very used to playing at this level of ball game. Alabama is not. They're going to lash yeah. out. They're going <laughs> to... Or maybe they won't be ready for the unusual pressures and hectic <laughs> schedule of the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, you're in our world now, Michigan says. Maybe the, I cannot wait to listen to Nick Saban go, if our players hadn't been distracted by all of the magnificent attractions in Orlando. <laughs> oh, God, Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban have to share a press conference table again. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is going to be saying things like, it's great, we all went to... Oh, no. I suspect that Jim Harbaugh and I have the same favorite ride at Epcot. What is it? The land? The land! Yeah, Jim Harbaugh says things like, aquaculture! Man, they're doing amazing things We're with gonna aquaculture. We're going to take the aquaponics tour! Yeah, it's crazy. It's called Behind the Seeds. The you should actually to, all take it. We're going to take the fellas to Italy and China and Japan and Mexico all in one day. Hydroponic farming ride. It's great. You can do the Behind the Scenes tour. You know they got it's tunnels? Behind the Seeds. No, no, the generally the behind the scenes tour okay. where they show you the tunnels and like how they, you Ooh. know, yeah. We went to the princess breakfast. It was amazing. Oh no! I think Nick Saban's actually going to like this. This is a whole extra week of recruiting. Because everybody's made for short people. Like that he, is he whole... usually has to keep playing football till January the thirteenth or whatever. Yeah, imagine how much he's got this shit done two weeks early. Yep. Meanwhile, Nick Saban's got everybody on a lockdown somewhere thirty miles outside of Kissimmee, right? Yeah, we're just here to play football. We're not here to, not here to, not here to get distracted. Not here to go on any rides. Not here to gaze at Daisy Duck's supple undercarriage. <laughs> what? Gets lonely out there in the Alabama. She's offices. an attractive duck. Duck. <laughs> the next question. 
tell me you wouldn't want to nibble up under that hoop skirt. I'm going to try to bleach my brain and get See how distracting out. the citrus bowl is? <laughs> Jason, do you, do you want to do the do you want to do the next Sure, one? sure. You can't so the citrus bowl of... without fuck that duck. Yeah. That's true. The uh so we sort of grouped the Bama Michigan takes here and there was the wide range of them fascinated me. Uh from drunk drunk corpse int on Twitter. Mm. Who are they for? <laughs> Michigan does worse against Bama than Michigan State did in the Citrus Bowl slash CFP. Not um, possible. Mm. Not possible. That cannot fucking be possible. No. There's 0% no. chance that happens. We're talking about a shutout, and we're talking about please someone airlift Kirk Cousins out of there right now. Those are the two bars Michigan has to clear here. Mm. Uh, also from JMCM46 on Twitter, Nick Saban might actually murder Jim Harbaugh. I think this goes back to their Epcot tour together. Where <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jim's telling Nick about all the, the fucking hydroponics and whatnot. Jim's and- rolling all his R's on the Mexico ride. <laughs> actually called El Rio del Tiempo. Would you like a margarita? We do need to do this. We have to make the head coaches actually hang out at every bowl. Halfway through yeah. this process, Saban. We make their wives hang out. Yeah. Saban would just surrender and go, yeah, Jim, just tell me about this shit. Whatever. <laughs> what and he it? would come out and he'd be like, you know, I learned a lot about myself today. And it's that I don't like Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> also, we're just all residents of Spaceship Earth, aren't we? So if we made coaches hang out, um, I, I was trying to like come up with like a – these would be the five best ones, but unfortunately, I spotted the best one immediately. It's Mike Gundy and Jimbo hanging out in New York City. Christ, God. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The ESPN schedule messed me up. Actually, this is pretty good, too. Mark Dant. <laughs> nope, got, you, have, you got it already. Got Michigan State, Wake Forest, and Pinstripe Bowl. Gundy yeah. and Jimbo hanging out anywhere is pretty good. Two rich guys who try to talk like they're not rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I still just put on my pants, just like everybody else does, with the help of servants and a crane. <laughs> I also have uh, for this, which would be uh, from at Hanson9J, said that Bama beats Michigan so grotesquely that Harbaugh gets ejected with 10 left in the third. Hmm. We've been waiting on this to happen. Unfortunately, I, I, I did a bad job of selecting these because there were a lot of people who um, who came down on the other side that Bama will be disinterested and Michigan will win. So I want to be sure we're providing, acknowledging equal time for the people who are wrong. Are you, are you saying that there's a historical trend of Alabama being pretty easy to beat in bowl games where it's not for all the money? No. <laughs> is that? Is no, that, I'm not saying that. No? I'm saying Michigan should not go to this game. <laughs> but I want to acknowledge the people who, for some reason, believe in Michigan. A, a thing that historically has always paid off well. Jason, you I'm never... sorry, can I break in for some uh, breaking news that started just as we started recording? Which is Alex McDaniel of SB Nation uh, letting us know that it is finals week at Ole Miss. And the school is selling discounted beer at the pavilion tomorrow for Lane Kiffin's introductory press conference, which is scheduled at 1 p.m. on a Monday. Thank you, Red Cup Rebellion and Alex McDaniel, for informing us of the uh, coincidence of these two things. Academics are important. You know how they say do what you love? 
and you'll never work a day in your life. Old Miss grads are familiar with all these things. <laughs> Separately, if need be. The Jason, you never lived in Florida, so you don't know about the places that along the side of the road that say, see Disney for free. And <laughs> that's a trap. That's a scam. Well, it's where Jim Harbaugh should stop, right? Okay. With the team, right? He should pull everybody over in the giant mecha bus that Jim Harbaugh undoubtedly has that takes the whole team on there, right? And it's just Jim Harbaugh with snacks, right? Because he's a dad. He's like, okay, guys, here, pass the bag, one each, one each. I see you, Shay, don't take two. Pulling them over and saying, look, that's Disney. There's Orlando. We saw it, boys. Let's keep driving to a cheaper hotel in Miramar. You know, that's that's what Jim Harbaugh should do with the team. Just skip it and let Nick Saban. Nick Saban in Orlando, period, is one of my favorite visuals because it's the happiest place on earth. And then there's the unhappiest man in the world. <laughs> I'm happy. Look at me. Look at the look on my face. We want to thank the good people of Orlando for their hospitality. It's a lovely city. They, they do a great job with this bowl game. That means nothing. It means nothing. Keeps me from doing my job and uh, earning this money. It keeps this whole program going. But like I said, it's a lovely place. Yeah. He's going to be, I would want a camera on him the entire time. <laughs> it's like a wet cat. It's Nick Saban, Nick Saban in Orlando. Werner Herzog's no. Hertz, next documentary, Nick Saban in Orlando. <laughs> oh, it's horrifying. <laughs> Boy, if I wanted a grizzly man, I'd go talk to Ed Ogeron. <laughs> See, that's somebody who could appreciate a fine night out at uh, Celebration Island. <laughs> oh, that's a good $22 margarita. <laughs> Can I tell you, I was uh, I was cleaning out a hard drive and I found, and now that Ed Ogeron is back in the news, I feel like it's time to resurrect a, I guess something that you and I were writing for EDSBS when he was at Ole Miss that we never did. And it was, uh, I don't remember what we were talking about or how we got onto this, but it was this like 400, not 400, it was like. Yeah, it was like four or five pages about Ed Ogeron being obsessed with Princess Diana. And it was like him taking Diane Sawyer through his house and pointing out all of his like Princess Diana Franklin mint plates. And at the very end, they sit together and they watch footage of her funeral and Elton John playing Candle in the Wind. And it's just Ed Ogeron like sobbing to people's princess until until the lights just fade out. And now I'm like, get this man some pageantry. Charles was for the crown. Dodi Alfayette, that was love. All, all she ever wanted was love. Never found it. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll people's get cra- prin- The people's princess. We'll- <laughs> the, the, not all of these questions were about Alabama and Michigan. We do have Eric Seeds. Says Ohio State scores against Clemson this time. <laughs> Probably the boldest take anyone sent in. Um because ah, not only, <laughs> the last the last score between these two teams was 31 to 0. The last time the Big Ten has scored in the playoff whatsoever was in the 2014 season. 
Uh, and <laughs> furthermore, Clemson's favored in this game, despite being the lower seed, as Dabo will tell you every 35 minutes until kickoff. Uh, but yeah, Ohio State might be scoring this time around. Probably. Big goals, baby. Big goals. Get six. Let's see if you can get seven. Hell, get three. Yeah, that's that would be a step up. I am really worried about this game, by the way. In, In what way? For whom? For mm. Ohio State. Ah. Because I did watch Ohio State get knocked on their heels by Wisconsin for a half, something that probably shouldn't happen at all, and yet did. And now they're going to face a Clemson team that uh, is doing that thing where pretty sure they just took the first month of the season to just kick the tires, y'all. Just some light stretching, a little jogging. Didn't even get in the weight room until the second part of the season. And now uh, they're in beat shape, right? They're in, oh, I think it's a beat shape. Like they were, they were rotund. Yeah, they're, they're full. They're full of. They've sprouted nutrish, nutritious greens. Yes. They, they, they leave disturbing stains on your plates. Clemson. Clemson, you're going to poop two days later and think you have cancer. <laughs> a beat is kind of purple. That's true. It's the it's the Lord's. Oh yeah, the color tuber. of Christ the King. Yeah, yeah. So scoring scoring would be good. I'm just worried for Ohio State in this game because uh, we don't really know what Clemson is capable of yet. But I know that what they've done warming up is terrifying. Sounds like somebody doesn't believe. That's right. I'm hating. Yeah. Why you, Why are you doubting Clemson? What would be enough for Dabo? What, what do you? What, what does one have? Clearly to say? not a fucking castle. Open genuflecting, I think, is all he'll accept. Interesting, interesting. So we should uh, idolize him. Yeah, I think so. I think he would like a like a little golden statue at the bottom of a mountain. Mm. I mean, why that? Why not a big statue? I, he he doesn't want to ask for much. Yeah, mm. a big gold statue at the bottom of a mountain. You know, mm. maybe next to his castle that he lives in. Because he bought himself buff. a castle. Big history buff, Dabo. Did he buy a castle or did he reno flip a La Quinta? We've never settled on this. I think he's a little lord. I think that's what he is. Interesting. I would just, the minute that he began complaining about the media, I would have in that press conference just started screaming like, I'm okay, <laughs> Folks, you can reach us at 38 Godfrey. He agrees with all of these opinions uh, and I- said so. I don't think I've seen. That's the funny thing to me is I don't think I've seen a single Clemson fan that's like, "Yeah, he's right." Like, oh, I got them all up in my mentions when I was making fun of the architecture of his house last week. Well, you can mess with the Carolina man doesn't stand for architecture slander. Exactly, please. But like, like I remember last year during the NFL season when the Patriots were doing this bullshit. Nobody mm-hmm. believes in us. And like you point that out and people would actually c- combat that. The most ridiculous thing you can imagine. This year, everyone's been making fun of Dabo for a month about this shit. And I haven't I haven't seen. I'm sure they're out there. I haven't seen a single Clemson fan say, yeah, yeah, nobody believes in us. Ever. And to be clear, we know it's a motivational tactic. It's just a stupid motivational tactic. Right. What I'm saying Go is Clemson fans are, are smarter than Patriots fans. Not that mm. that's difficult. But. Also, Clemson has the inter- Dabo's players have the internet, presumably. That they know they know folks believe in them. Pumpkin Clemson's patch. favored. Try something else. Yeah. Clemson's favored. <laughs> Weird. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of orange teams that the media will just just not not <sighs> stop 
hating God. on and discounting. Uh, from Escalante Brew, Texas wins the Alamo Bowl and declares itself back. This Texas is would a, do well uh, to remember what happened the last time they declared themselves back. They got to go to the Alamo Bowl. How, how's the Alamo in for Texans? Pretty, pretty memorable. I mean, this, memorable, is, this yeah. is probably the game that. Uh... I got there. That's good. <laughs> I guess we'll just end it there. It's been like twenty minutes. <laughs> no, we. I'm afraid we have to keep going. Okay. I think of every game on this schedule, this is probably the one that annoys me the most. Like we all know how bowls work. If you are a famous team with lots of large fans in a certain geographic area who will attend a game, you probably get preference over better teams. But you combine Utah days earlier was on the brink of the playoff and played well enough over the course of the season to get a New Year's Six game. Um, instead, the likes of Virginia have one of those due to conference ties. Utah, meanwhile, falls all the way down to have to face a 7-5 and five Texas. Which, uh-huh. okay, this is probably a win for Utah, so that part is good, but man, I, I, I would have much rather seen Utah, it, well, not Friday Utah, but the Utah from the first 12 weeks of the season uh, in a more prominent game than well, little old Texas. Also, you're getting Texas in a situation where I'm pretty sure no one on the team really likes anyone else, and they're all going to San Antonio, which is one long inland booze cruise, basically. Yeah, it's going to go poorly. It's not going to go well at all for the Longhorns. Utah's going to show up all pissed off. Hey, when was the last time Utah showed up in a bowl and felt disrespected? Every time. <laughs> Every time. Hmm. Utah wakes up disrespected. They're like, ah! One of those games produced the first ever surrender Cobra on record. We start with the last full-time vowel. Ah! <laughs> Are you suggesting that letter wow. is H? Uh, no, this, you know, Y is like a, you know, is like a part-time vowel. It's not mm-hmm. committed to the program. This is um, Yale, why Yale. is a working mother? No. <laughs> Who's its child? This means Yale See? would be madder than Utah if, like, they were considered a full vowel, I guess. But never. Oh, and that's twice. They're they're the last. They're the the black sheep of the vowel family twice mm. by being both Utah and Ute. Fuck them up, Utes. This should be the construction for most states' football teams, though. I understand that the Utes themselves are a tribe. Um, however, phonetically, it's fascinating to me because we could have the Alabama Owls, uh-huh. the Georgia Jors, <laughs> uh-huh. right? You could have the Louisiana Lous, the Florida Fleurs. I'm saying it's an appealing construction. Next one, at Magna Carta. Illinois ends up doing touristy things in San Fran instead of actually going to the Red Box Bowl. Let them. Let them. (laughs) Illinois football is stressful. It takes a lot of effort just to get to the bowl game. Why don't you just take a lap? Also, if you go to the game, you have to play Cal. That's weird. Stressful, right? 
tedious. Yeah, is tedious. Probably the way to describe a Cal football game. Tedious and painful, right? It's just like a Cal football game is just like headbutting a, a really poorly constructed wall for three hours. Even if you get through it, it might fall on you and kill you. So there don't do are, it. There are 35 points to spend in any Cal game. That, yeah. That's not fun at all. You know, why don't you let, let Cal hurt Cal, okay? You didn't, you know, they didn't come that far. You're there. Why don't you just, you know, hey, man, go over to Marin County. There's an in and out like a mile away from the end of the Golden Gate. Just go there and chill. It's good. Go look at some sea lions. Don't go to the bowl game. You know who remember the Red Box Bowl? Not Cal. Cal will be like, I don't even know what we're doing here. <laughs> that's, what, that's how they are every game. <laughs> My favorite thing about bowl scheduling every year is that, or at least the last couple years, is that Fox's only bowl is the Red Box Bowl. Um, and they pick out their time for it. They're perfectly targeted time. And then ESPN just plops the Music City Bowl in at that exact same time. And... It's not like the Music City Bowl is some grand spectacle, but people are very likely just going to leave it on ESPN instead of going to hunt for the Red Box Bowl. So we need big nude Saturday in bowl season, I guess is what I'm saying. Also, Illinois. Um, this, of course, is our BVP coach of the year, Lovey Smith. Um, I think this man has earned a vacation instead of having to play Cal. <laughs> Come on. who, who, What coach in college football deserves a vacation more? than the man who led his team from Illinois to literally anywhere else, right? Like Moses Moses led people to the promised land. If you can get someone out of the state of Illinois to anywhere else, you're doing really well. Uh, a couple takes on the Sun Bowl this year, which is looking really Sun Bowl-y. Um, from Sean underscore ESPN, neither Florida State or Arizona State makes it to the field in the Sun Bowl due to, quote, recreational act difficulties. Uh and from Steve Vigurkin on Twitter, Herm Edwards will get into a fist fight with the life-size Tony the Tiger mascot at the Sun Bowl. This oh, is, of I course, now this was the... the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Now, <laughs> by yes. the way, it's Florida... not the Frosted Flakes Sun Bowl; it's the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. So Mike Norvell has stated that he would like to coach Memphis in their bowl game. Florida State wants him pretty bad. What are they going to do? Say no? Meaning this is Florida. This is still be under old management, under interim management, Florida State. Is this in the Odell Haggins yet again? It will be Odell Haggins, all-time interim head coach for all panhandle Florida football teams. If you have a high school in Escambia County, guess what? He's your interim coach. You didn't know that, but you're welcome. You're welcome. You got Odell Haggins. He's got to show up. Then consider this Florida State will be playing uh, within striking distance of Juarez in a bowl game with minimal management who will matter later on and at the end of a very long and frustrating season. It's going to it's going to be great. It's going to go really well. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. And like we have the general El Paso energy emanating from the desert skies. It'll probably be snowing with zero atmospheric protection. You know, the the, the spirits of bizarre sun bowls from the spirit of Burt Reynolds <laughs> will be powering the knolls. You, you'll I, have you'll have Herm Edwards wondering about like, all right, we won. 
So now we get to face uh, Ohio State, right? You know, this game is going to rule. Well, Florida State's players, you know, after tackles, like they get hit and then like cocktail straws fly out of their uniforms. (laughs) An old hamburger wrapper from the night before. (laughs) I didn't come here to play football. I'm going to be real honest. I came to El Paso to confront my demons. The sun devils. The actual demons. Speaking of demons in the state of Florida and just bad vibes and 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 cities where you go, don't go to do serious constructive things. Uh, from Aaron Tampa Knoll on Twitter, Miami fans will be satisfied by their team's performance. I I I, I like this one a lot because I really cannot fathom what it would look like if Miami was happy about how it went against Louisiana Tech in the Independence Bowl. Like if you win by fifty, it's we should have done that all year, you know, like there is no possible outcome in this game that leaves Miami fans happy in any way whatsoever. And that's pretty great. What did they win by? I mean, if they win by 90. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if, if you do some like all time meteoric record breaking type stuff, then I guess that's just pure fun. But even, I don't know, Miami fans are not known for, seeing the sunny side of things i don't think if they're up if they're up 12 3 at the half (laughs) (laughs) right (sighs) i mean i'll watch it because that's funny but i'm not nice uh skipping ahead a little bit from sam j dawkins also on twitter ugg is gonna get attacked by a live bear isn't he (laughs) uh uh georgia is of course Again, facing a Big 12 team, this time Baylor, which has employed Bears before, could bring them back at any point. The Bear, uh, the Baylor Bear historical anecdote uh, has gotten into a fight with another SEC canine mascot. That would be the Smokey 2, I believe, for Tennessee. Smokey got into a fight with the Bear and allegedly held his own. Remember, that mascot died. After it stole a chocolate cake, ate the whole thing, and, and then had gastric torsion that killed it. That sounds like the sugar bowl to me. That sounds like a that sounds like that sounds like the ultimate Tennessean death. What did you do? I got into a fight a couple of weeks later, ate a whole chocolate cake, then I died. Um, and here are a couple on what is possibly my favorite matchup of any game this time around: Minnesota versus Auburn in the Outback Bowl. Um, I think these have been quite arguably two of our most entertaining, chaotic, pivotal teams. Um, Oklahoma is probably the only other contender for that title, at least in the power five. And when these two get together, something idiotic is going to happen. Um, VT Kevin R says PJ Fleck will make his team live and work in the Bucks pirate ship while they're in Tampa. They will somehow row it back to Minnesota after the game. I believe this completely. I that's especially actually, like this because actually, it doesn't imply they win. Yeah, also, that's easier than you think. You just go up the Gulf Coast, hit the Mississippi, right? You can take it a good long ways in. Yeah, okay. So that's a lot easier than having to go <laughs> go all the way around Florida and up they're to, not, they're up not to gonna the Great Lakes. It. I mean, I don't think they're going to row it overland. Eh, you know, that, that is how some, that is how, say, you know, the conquistadors traveled and you know so i guess it has been done before 
Yeah. Did you, you kind of just got to be motivated. This is also the game where if I were a betting person, I would not touch it with a 10-foot pole because I am dealing with a Minnesota team that P.J. Fleck will in all likelihood coach to the gills in a game that ultimately does not matter versus Auburn. Auburn. <laughs> Schroden, the Schrodinger's cat. The tiger, if you will. The Schrodinger's, 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 Schrodinger's tiger, tiger bird. <laughs> is it dead or is it live? You'll never know. Open the box. Open it. <laughs> and it will rise from the dead on the third day. <laughs> and also it'll be radioactive. It's, it's bad. <laughs> is it a zombie or is it Jesus? That's yeah. the ultimate Auburn question. <laughs> The entire team explained in one religious metaphor. <laughs> so, yeah, who knows? Because I know that an Auburn team I assumed was dead in the water went into a bowl game against Purdue last year and scored 900 points. <laughs> Maliciously. Like, I I was at one point during that game going, I didn't know y'all were this awake. I didn't know you cared this much, Auburn. I, I just I, I love both of these teams. I love the stupid things they did this year. Stupid and good. <laughs> stupid and good. You know, Oregon, I know. Oregon, Oregon's entire season ended up, you know, swinging on on Auburn as well as Herm Edwards, <sighs> Herm's team. Uh, Bama. <laughs> it was entirely out of the playoff conversation thanks to Auburn. Auburn itself was entirely out of the playoff conversation thanks to Auburn, and you know, Minnesota's basically Big Ten Auburn. This game rules. Um, also, I, from- by the way, I, by the way, going back to Herm, he wouldn't punch Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger would just walk in, and Herm would go, "Don't get near me. <laughs> don't, don't get no, no. I'm not having anything to do with that." Hey. Yeah, he would just be he would just be very weirdly hostile to the entire idea of I don't know who's under that suit. Show me, show yourself, coward. So, like, he's more concerned by the person in the suit. He's more concerned by the Impostore. Yeah, he's more concerned by the effrontery of somebody in the middle of the day going around in a tiger outfit, right? Uh-huh. Why would you do that? Well, it's to sell it's to sell cereal. So, huh? Who do you I don't, I, so you're trying to trick kids into thinking you're a tiger? That's against nature. Doesn't seem doesn't seem honest. Is that how you want to live your life? You know what my kids eat? Cornflakes. You know how I know that they sell cornflakes in the box? Because there's cornflakes written on the box. I don't know what accent I was going for there, but I hit absolutely none of them. I think the key is Thank just you. be loud. Just, you just, just have to be loud and emphatic. Yeah. And you're going the, to be Herm Edwards. The, the secret to the Herm accent is just volume. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And yeah, he would just say, no, don't get near me. I don't, I don't associate with lies. <laughs> Take Herm Edwards to Disney World. That's what he would say. I do think he probably really, really likes cornflakes, you know, plain Cheerios. Just like sitting there late at night with a brandy snifter full of maybe if he's feeling real naughty, some kicks. Just like fishing them, fishing them out of the brandy snifter. He'd go to Universal Studios because he'd say, this is the pretense of fiction from the start. When I go to Disney, that man is trying to tell me that he is a giant dog. Not a dog. <laughs> Don't tell me you're a dog Jason unless you can bark. The- I think Jason does the best term. We might just want to hand that one over to him. You and I are flailing. Uh, out of context, full cast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <You've... laughs> this is uh, such you know. This is such big dog shirt humor. 
Uh, Hugh Freeze firing fired after offering free mammograms at the Cure Bowl. Hey, oh! I didn't actually know that Liberty University believed in cancer. This was just this is such a weird pairing because like is. this game is a feel good game. Liberty makes everyone feel bad. Hugh Freeze makes everyone feel terrible. Georgia Southern is here. That doesn't make up for Liberty. How did you end up, by the way, <laughs> with two schools that are, I think, in demographic, so close to being similar, but not? Right? If I ask the number of people who... Yeah, not loudly. If I ask the number of people who went to Georgia Southern, hey, y'all ever worked as a barback? Like, half of them would be like, hell yeah, yeah, I did that. Barbacking. That's good. Liberty... Not quite so much. I think that's the difference. I think the number of service jobs. (laughs) Be like, listen, man, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. But a little cold, hard cash. Got to have that at the end of the day, man. However you get it, you get it. Liberty would just be like, I want to serve my Lord and also go into marketing. It's like Georgia Southern and Liberty. Liberty's all the evil twins. (laughs) <laughs> Liberty is Georgia Southern's uh, cousin who can't change a tire. Is Liberty regular Georgia if they had the courage of their own shitty convictions? Oh, you know what Liberty is? Liberty's Georgia Northern. Yeah. Georgia Northern. This is Georgia Northern versus Georgia Southern. Uh, and finally from Jay Ferguson AU, Air Force, which throws the ball 9.5 times per game, will still throw five interceptions because that it's many? in the Cheez-It Bowl. I didn't realize they were throwing that many passes per game. I'm well, not yeah, joking. They're, they're, they're the aerial service academy, so mm. they, they they throw a few, literally throw a few bones that way. Air Force versus Washington State. <laughs> Just about the best styles make fights matchup you could get. You're going to have a Michael H. team in a, <laughs> in a venue that last year gave us the, the most intercepty bowl of the season. And here comes Air Force doing the complete opposite kind of football, almost. There is, exciting. there is no way in which this does not end, end up being a confounding and frustrating result for everyone involved. There's no number that Washington State can beat Air Force by that will satisfy anybody because Mike Leach will run up the score because I don't. there's time left on the clock against a service academy, right? He's He'll done do this it. before. He did this to mm-hmm. Navy a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And and he'll happily do it against Air Force, right? Um, on the same at the same time, Air Force will keep the part of the game that we want to watch, which is Washington State's offense off the field for possibly a quarter at a time if everything's going well. Yeah, it's gonna. This is gonna be. This is one of those matchups that we go. It's oh, an interesting matchup of of styles making a fight. Let's see how it goes. And when it happens, we're just gonna go. Man, this is this is like watching a pot that will never boil. This just doesn't make any sense at all. And that's all we want. Yeah. Also, nine interceptions. Each. 